0: All right, listeners, welcome back to another episode of Take Your Shot. I'm your host, JP, a.k.a. Jordan Parker. You know who I am with my co-host, Brandon. What's up, Brandon? What's up, y'all?
1: How y'all doing? We're here for another episode, man. Uh, today, we got a lot of topics to talk to you guys about, but I really just wanted to start with, um, you know, the Women's Basketball Championship and um, just, like, your thoughts about how everything went. And um, what does this mean for um, Don Staley and like her legacy going
0: forward? Well, you know, obviously, you know Don Staley's second uh, championship. I mean, she's she's legit. I think she's obviously one of the best coaches in you know NCAA women's basketball. And obviously, she takes down Gino from UConn, who is you know kind of a dominant force, kind of the Coach K, if you will, of of women's basketball, sure. and obviously, you know, uh, South Carolina went in there. They were the better team this year than UConn, of course. They were sure. they were favored, but obviously just a dominant win. Um, I think they left no doubt. And I think, you know, Dawn Staley being um, a black woman especially uh, is pretty important. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a trailblazer. So I'm really, you know, happy for her that we got to see that. And, you know, obviously, I think the last time they won the championship was 2017. So, I mean, I two,
1: just graduated high school, y'all.
0: Yeah. So two, two titles, they, they dom- they pretty much, when you look back at the, they pretty much dominated like everybody they faced mm-hmm. every, uh, every round of the tournament. So I think it's just, it's just a big moment when you can get, you know, we don't often see people, people of color aren't really um, in head coaching jobs, as, as we've talked about on this podcast before. So it's just really important, especially when you're talking about women's basketball. I think that's a really important moment for somebody like Dawn Staley um, to ascend and really, I think, stake a stake her legacy um, in the sport.
1: Yeah, not only um, in women's basketball, I think in coaching in general, it was just powerful. Like She was the first black coach to ever win more than one title. You know what I mean? And I think something like that just speaks to how great of a coach she is. And I just love how authentic she is. I mean, you see her on, like, these interviews. She's very humble. But I, I feel like you could say, like, she's authentically herself. Like, she doesn't switch up her character or anything for anybody. And I think the players respect that the most. And it was just nice to see, like, somebody take down, you know, like you said, the Coach K of women's basketball and Gino Oriema, because that was his first time ever losing, like, a national championship, you know? And for me, like growing up as a kid, I used to get kind of tired of UConn, man. They used to just (laughs) dominate like every single year. It was like, and it, and it would just be in like blowout fashion. Like they would just dominate their competition, kind of similar to what South Carolina was doing this year. And I just thought it was powerful just seeing the girls like Aaliyah Boston and, you know, some of the, um, you know, just some of the girls on there that was, they, they were ballers, man. And I think it's, I think stuff like that brings, like, more attention, like, to the sport, you know, especially for women's basketball, who, where I feel like it's um, slept on a lot compared to, you know, um, the men's basketball sport, just because I, I'm not necessarily sure why, I don't, but um, I think a win like that and just seeing, like, the dominance that Don Staley had this year is going to really, like, you know, keep people's attention on it because it was, it, was, it was a fun, fun matchup to see. I mean... We got to see some superstars in there, like Paige Buchner. She still did her thing. and yeah. But, you know, ultimately it came down to who was the better team and not the better individual. And I think South Carolina was the better team.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, um, I think there's been a lot of um, awareness brought to how important the women's game is. And it's very important. I mean, obviously, you know, I think in recent years we've seen, you know, Kobe before he passed was a huge mm-hmm. – um huge pioneer of like you know just being a fan of the women's game and just bringing awareness to um how exciting it actually is because when you actually sit down um you know and watch it it's not any different from the men's game and i think that's a common misconception i think like obviously you aren't getting a highlight poster dunks and Stuff like that, and i and you know, you see, you know, tweets about that all the time. It's like it's not as exciting. It's not all this. You watch that; those those girls can ball. Yeah, <laughs> like for those sure. those girls will outball anyone on the planet. That's what they do. For sure. So you watch the, you know, you watch the game, and it was a sellout crowd the other night yeah. in a football stadium, yeah, a football not stadium. not a basketball reading, It was a sellout crowd in a football stadium. So. I mean, I think that goes to show, obviously, uh, this this women's um, NCAA tournament was amazing through and through. You still had national champions from last year, Stanford. You had... Yeah, that, even the Final Four to me was just,
1: like, just a super great Final Four. I mean, I was watching Stanford all the year pretty much because um, for one of my sports media classes, we had to cover them and just, you know, we had to, like, live tweet and stuff about them. But like you said like it was the first time like I feel like I actually like just paid attention like to teams like throughout the season and it was just really interesting to see like Stanford they were they got some amazing players on that team um Connecticut South Carolina all of those all of those girls are just super talented and I think this was the year where I feel like it really got showcased like I feel like a lot of eyes were on them this year and that that was that was super dope to me
0: yeah I think also kind of pivoting back to Don Staley and something I was kind of thinking of in my mind when I was you know, we talk about Gino, right? And I was just kind of thinking in my mind, you know, like, you know, does Don does Don Staley have a chance at becoming the first um women coach in the NBA? You know, we've heard I mean I think I read somewhere yesterday it's like if the Sixers somebody wrote a piece about like if the Sixers Keep struggling. Don Staley should be their pick to replace Doc Rivers, but it honestly, you know, it honestly brings up a good conversation. You know, obviously with, um, uh, who's the the coach from Becky Hamilton? Becky Ham, Hammond or Ham? I think it's Hammond. Yeah. So you have Becky Hammond for the Spurs, and obviously she became, um, the coach where Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, and I think she was. I think she interned as like the head coach for the Spurs one time when popular. She did, yeah. and she
0: got a, she got the dub. Yeah, so that was pretty. But dope. obviously, she was the prime candidate if there was anybody that was going to break the mold of being the first women women coach in the NBA. I mean, I think you know Don Staley. Obviously, right now, I think the most high profile. Obviously, she's coming off a national championship. And she
1: did it in a $4,500 Louis Vuitton jacket on the sideline. She did. And when I talk about authenticity, mm-hmm. that's
0: what I'm talking about, man. I love that. So, I mean, it brings up a great conversation. When when do you think we're going to see a, a woman coach in the NBA?
1: Um, it's hard to say. Only because, like... I feel like everybody's similar like, to how the NFL is, unfortunately, like with the race card thing when it comes to head coaches and how it's hard to see like black coaches leading. Unfortunately, I think in the NBA, it's kind of hard to picture a woman, um, leading like a group of men, but I don't think it's yeah. impossible, especially when you have, play- when you have people that's talented enough to do the job, like a Don Staley or a Becky Hammond, um, I, it's, it's possible, man. I mean, if you can lead a group of people, you can lead anybody. So to me, I, I feel like it would, it's going to take some time, but it's possible.
0: I mean, yeah, you look at, you know, she's built, Um, she's obviously built South Carolina into a powerhouse. You know, she's got the two national championships. She's been to uh, four NCAA final fours now, 2015, 2017, 2021, 2022. So now in back-to-back years, um, she's had she has nine twenty five win seasons, five SEC regular season championships, six SEC uh, tournament titles. you obviously you go down a resume like that. that stacks up against any like uh, we were just talking about like anybody as a a coach man or woman, like that stacks up against anybody. Her sure. resume is expansive. and obviously they're not going away in South Carolina. Um, I just think obviously, you know, She's the most high-profile woman coach right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think worthy, you know, of a look. For sure. Um, and obviously, I, I, I agree with you. It's going to still take us a little bit time to get there. But like you said, if you can lead any group of people, it doesn't matter who you're leading. You're a leader. Exactly. Like leaders lead. So um, it doesn't really matter. But pivoting to the men's NCAA championship last night, man, great a UNC, a great game because UNC blew it. Yeah, <laughs> they blew
1: it, man. I, honestly, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. I had UNC beating Kansas in the, in the first half. <laughs> I thought they had it done. I mean, I was, I went to my room during halftime, started playing a little 2K. Like, I'm not worried about this game no more. I come back middle of the, <laughs> middle of the second half, and I see Kansas is like, on the brink of, like, taking the lead. <laughs> and, um, man, I, I think that was just a testament to, like, two great teams and great coaching styles, for one, like with Hubert Davis and yeah. uh, Bill, Bill Self. Self. But um, ultimately, I think it came down to just, like, how – I don't know what that conversation was in the locker room at <laughs> halftime, but Bill Self had to give the greatest – I am I, I need somebody to leak the information of what that speech was because they came out firing
0: in the second half. Ooh. Um. They, I,
1: I still think UNC wins though if Amado Bacat doesn't go down. It, it, that's that's just my
0: opinion. Oh, it's tough. I saw you know the loose floorboard there, and he just he slipped. Yeah. And I think didn't Caleb Love get injured too at one point? Wait, they had a few players because then they had one player go down and was like puking on the floor. Oh uh, yeah, I think that was uh, I think that was Caleb Love. I'm not too. No, sure that wasn't him. Love. That was somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then I think Love. He had like a little injury in like the the second half or something mm-hmm. with the knee or something like that, but I mean Kansas dominated that yeah. second half. I mean it was literally I couldn't believe like it was just complete dominance. I mean you see like they outscored UNC forty seven twenty nine second half. I mean that's I think it's uh, a
1: tribute too to um, like if I had to give an MVP of that game. Definitely it was Kansas big man, David uh, David McCormack. McCormick. Cause him and Bacot was battling all game. Yeah. And I think like in the second half, Bacot started heating up. But shoot, you can say the same thing for because he was on both ends of the floor. He was giving yeah. giving his all and I think he, he sealed the game for him with that last like floater like jumper,
0: like on that post shot. Obviously, Kansas is back. Uh, they played a really great tournament, too. They, yeah. I think just like South Carolina, they ran all the way through their competition. I mean, you seen how they time. did Villanova. I didn't yep. expect
1: that. They just dog-walked them.
0: What is what is kind of next for, obviously, UNC is they made a run. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody expected them to be in the championship game. They're obviously an A seed. Um, but they made a run. Hubert Davis, solid job. Um, I, I guess it's just like, obviously it's just one of those tough situations where it's like, it, it might be a situation where, you know, Duke is in, obviously you come off having a, a coach with an expansive legacy Yeah. and obviously like, that's not, th- they're going to be good. Like, that's not to say, but, but their, t- their good is winning championships. That's the difference. But between- see, that's
1: the thing. I think it's been a while since we've seen like North Carolina get, get back to like this, you know, like to the final four if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and um i i think i think they're gonna be back if not next year in years years to come for sure like they'll be in the random for some championships just because i don't not even just because of like the scheming of like hubert davis coaching yeah i think people like would love to play with him like you see him on the sideline he's fired up for his guys like throughout the game you see him like you know with crazy just just crazy energy and i i mean as a as a former athlete, you love that kind of stuff as a player. Like, you yeah. want to go out and play for that guy because, you know, just like he wants you to give his 100%, you can guarantee he's going to give his 100% right back to you. And I, I think as an athlete, they you love those kind of things, you know? Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I think they'll be back.
0: SAC State have any chance of making it to a national
1: <laughs> hey man, you never know. Hey Saint Peter's, I, just to uh, Saint Peter's, just to speak on that real quick. Um, uh, if you guys didn't know, um, Sac- Sacramento State had Coach Dean Patrick. They finalized his deal, and he's the new coach. And um, I just want to say congratulations to him and Sac State. Um, I want to see what happens though. I think it's I think what it's going to take is keeping the Sacramento recruits in Sacramento. Like if you look yeah. at the roster, it seems like we don't even we can't even like get Sacramento recruits. So um it's gonna be interesting to see though man i' i'm really l- looking forward to seeing the future but um uh it's gonna be interesting i mean he got he has some some prior hit some prior prior successfulness with arkansas and oklahoma so
0: listen after after i saw c s u fullerman <laughs> make the tournament i mean come on, Zach's day like like <laughs> It's possible, man. It's possible. San Diego State's always in the tournament, but they actually have a really good team. Yep. Montana State made it, but this when year. you see when you see fellow CSUs, it just makes you, yeah, just
1: wish it's possible, man. I think it's it's a lot that has to happen for it. Sac State to get there, but because you think, have
0: to win, you have to win the Big Sky tournament yeah. to make it into the yeah, exactly. So okay, oh, so Montana State was Big Sky, okay. Mm-hmm. Get
1: it. So I mean it's possible. I mean I think they're going in the right direction. One thing I can say about um Mark Orr, I mean, he's been hitting it out the park with these coaching hires. I mean, from coach Taylors to the Mark Campbell, um to now Dean Patrick. Um so it's gonna be interesting to see. You know, so far his turnaround with like these new coaches has been pretty decent. I think his
0: so. um, I don't know if I think his name's David.
1: David Patrick, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, he's he's solid though. I mean, associate head coach. Oklahoma, I think he scout for the Rockets, so some NBA experience. Yeah, it should be so I mean I think he's, you know, pretty solid. But speaking of the National Basketball Association, <laughs> my man, we are in the middle of a confusing M V P race, I think to say the least. I think when you and I were looking at it pre show, it looks like we're down to Jokic, uh, Giannis, and Embiid. Yep. Is that what we're down to? Which, uh, there's a lot of debate going on right now, so I want to give you your perspective and how you're ranking them right now, and um, if there's anything you think that could be done to change your mind, because obviously we only have a week left in the season. Oh,
1: man. If I'm ranking them, man, I'm going. I think Joel Embiid finally deserves that call, man, to get his first, first MVP. That's my one. Mm-hmm. Um... Giannis is a strong two only because I just love like how consistent he's been since the finals last year I mean he hasn't fell off like a bit and then three is Jokic and I, you can't discredit Jokic but um, I just think the two guys in front of him have really put on display this season I mean Joel Embiid it seems like every other night we see him going for 40 points as a big man I mean I haven't seen it like somebody has dominated Dominant as him and as that position since like Shaq, bro. Like, yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen somebody just so agile and you know good with his feet, and he has a jumper. So, I mean, that in itself, especially with the controversy that he's been having too, with like the whole Ben Simmons thing, and then you get James Harden in the middle of the season, just to keep the Sixers like in the middle of the pack and still doing it as dominant as he can. That's that's my MVP right there. But it's not. Giannis isn't far from him. I think Giannis is right there But the reason why is because like I said he's been consistent and he's consistently doing the same thing And he's low-key developed a jumper, too. So I mean you can't you can't discredit that Um, But if I had to give it to one guy right now, I'm going Joel Embiid alright,
0: so Giannis He's developed a jumper. I will give him credit a little bit okay, because Here's the thing about Giannis, and I keep I keep saying it. That man is guaranteed points because <laughs> he is so much bigger and stronger than anyone else. I mean, and not to take away if he does have a consistent jumper, then fine. I mean our conversation over it. You know, that was a nice step back the other night that I saw him hit. But right now, in my my rankings, it it one is absolutely Devin Booker. How can you be on a 62 win team and not be even in the conversation? Let Definitely alone no, number one, they're 62 and 16. And wait a second, before there was no Chris Paul this whole season, he mid season after the All Star break. So Devin Booker single handedly lifted them, yeah, for sure, and then. Like, he just – he's so slept on, he can't even – when Chris Paul came back, the headline was, like, Chris Paul returns in a game that Booker scored, like, 40 points. I'll give you that. Um. Devin Booker's got to be number one. Number two, I'm put Jason Tatum, okay? And I'm, oh, a, I'm a Celtics homer. So, listen, I'm going to admit it for everyone on the pod. I am a Celtics homer. Y'all know me. But give my man some respect because – he has lifted the Celtics from the depths. I mean, the Celtics are a force to be reckoned with. In large part because of the way Jason Tatum is playing, he's playing aggressive. I think we we've seen him in the past, or I mean, I've seen him since mm-hmm. I've watched him a lot. He kind of like he has these these kind of periods of time where like he like has the the killer instinct, but then it's like sometimes he just wants to hide behind the three point line and just shoot threes like he's mm-hmm. a shooter. He's got the killer instinct, especially post-All-Star break. It's all kind of click for him. He's probably not going to win MVP. Um, but, I mean, obviously, I'm putting him number two. He's my guy. Three, I'll go Joel Embiid. Respect to the big man. Wow, I mean, three? there's no— That's crazy. Listen, there is no big—you're right. There is no big man playing like him right now. But— you know, him and Giannis could duke it out for the tides. I actually really don't care, but, uh, but people need to stop. If Nikola Jokic, because he's the odds-on favorite right now, if Nikola Jokic wins, though, people can't be mad at that either because he's also, once again, the MVP award in every sport is just, there is no, I feel like there needs to be a separate award now because when you break it down, most valuable player, not mm-hmm. who scores the most, who does the, the most, It's most valuable player. So when you start looking, you can argue that Nikola Jokic is a bigger part of these 47 wins that the Nuggets have and are sitting at the fifth seed than maybe a Joel Embiid over here in the 76ers, 48 and 30. I mean, especially when you're talking about conferences, too. I mean, you start weighing all the different factors. You could argue that uh, Nikola Jokic's wins mean more. or He's a better uh, leader or something like that. And obviously, Jamal Murray hasn't been playing all season. So that's another situation. I think Nikola Jokic deserves a little bit of credit for that. For sure. He does get a little, bu- actually, points knocked out, though, for running into my boy, my boy's neck a few months ago. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forgive him hey, for man, that. your
1: team dirty, too, but we ain't even going to talk about Wait,
0: that. Wait, Marcus Martin never, ever ran into it. Just, yeah. just stop that. Stop that on put the my, pod right now. Put we're my not, boy
1: Curry in the We're not like even talking near. about that right but now. We ain't even going to worry about That's that. That's why he's a better point guard think, all time than I Curry think, is. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to just disregard <laughs> that, man. Just um, stop. <laughs> I think honestly, your list I I messed with it until you put Tatum at two. But here's why: Devin Booker, I for sure can respect that because I mean, shoot, going back and looking at my list, I'll probably even put him in like the three or two conversation. But just because, like you said, what he did like at the All Star break, mm-hmm. I mean, he carried that team and kept them in first like the whole year. Like they haven't fell off not one bit, even with CP3 out.
0: Yeah, and
1: I think that in itself is pretty impressive. Now Tatum. I, I definitely respect him because, I mean, I, I think at one point in the season they were like 11th in the East. And oh, he, it was bad. Yeah, and he got, him, <laughs> he got him all the way back to to second. But I don't think you can just attribute all of that to Jason Tatum. I think Jalen Brown played a major factor in that as well. Um, and then, like I said about Embiid, he's the most dominant big man in the game right now. So, I mean, your list was cool. You know, it was all right. You know, I, I respected the Devin Booker pick, but, you know, like I said, Joel and Beater Giannis, that's my MVP man. Uh,
0: that those are just Giannis is a cop out. I feel like Giannis isn't a point. cop out.
1: Oh, I meant to get to that point too. I don't think you could disrespect Giannis and say that just because he's so big that gives him an advantage because if that's it the case does. if that was the case taco fall
0: would be an mvp that's right not now true, bro. He's, just, he's just as bro big. bro i'm sorry i'm sorry look at, look at taco falls athleticism <laughs> It is right lacking. but see
1: that 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 speaks to how Giannis has just worked it's, worked so much it's harder to get that athleticism even even he did. more to an elite he level did, you know what but mean? Giannis, i mean if think you, can if you look at that. their
0: builds though they were different like like I don't think it's a I don't think it's necessarily possible for Taco Fall to show up one day and just be like this.
1: But 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 that's the thing. Giannis wasn't like that either. Giannis didn't get big. Into, Giannis didn't start that transformation to where he is now probably until like, like second, four, uh, four or five four. years ago. I want to say so. Like what his second? But that's year a rough in the estimate. League. Yeah, probably like his second third year in the league. So no, he mean, did have a KD he put tri- the work type in. type transformation. Okay. Even okay, we could say Ben Simmons if he was playing right now, he'd be MVP. If if he he'd be just as dominant as Giannis. No. They have the same type of build. I, and I they don't, both play they both run the point. I, I don't think Ben Giannis Simmons is just
0: Ben bad Simmons is not dominant. That's the, that's it. But that's what
1: I'm saying. That's why you can't take away from what Giannis is doing.
0: Listen, I just think Gian, I think Giannis this year isn't the MVP. I think there's been people 30 better, 11 and 5. There's people playing better than him right now. Do you, do you hear those stats? He but once Third again Third in the
1: league in points, fifth in rebounds. But once again, you have to you start assist.
0: looking at all all around. That's what I'm looking at. But why okay, but I already we already broke down why I told you somebody's wins might be more than somebody else's and Bro
1: okay, but doesn't that kind of contradict itself? Because the guys that's on Giannis's team, you can't count on them every night
0: chris middleton you can't is a count on a chris two. you cannot a count solid, chris middleton he's the reason night. why they won the championship last year he had a great night that night yeah. the game
1: before he was playing like crap <laughs> so i mean uh, you can't say that i think Giannis is just he makes everybody's better bro because i mean you have to focus so much attention on him every you're going to get those open shots but it's up to them to hit it and i think last year was the first time we seen them finally fall through for him but I don't know. That's I think Giannis is he's he's just as dominant as the paper says, man.
0: So, like MVP race wrapping up, playoffs just around the corner. Here we go, folks. April seventeenth, right. baby. Brandon, who? All right. Here's how we'll do this: Who are your picks to go to the finals, and then we'll do one sleeper team. So one dark horse. So okay. give me. Give me your finals matchup that you think is gonna happen, and then just give me a sleeper team that could end up there. Um
1: well you guys know where I'm from. And if you don't, I'm from Berkeley, California. Right across, you know, right across from the Bay Bridge. So, you know, the Warriors, even though oh, we you know we kinda hurt right now, right? But kinda. Steph <laughs> Steph Steph finna come back in the playoffs and he's gonna get us over that hump and no we're gonna make it to the, the finals. The we're gonna get to the finals. We couldn't beat them without Steph,
0: but they, they literally put you in a pack like
1: right early in the season with Steph. See, but See? we're gonna get it, we're gonna get into that because playoff basketball and regular season basketball is two different things, and them youngsters don't know nothing about that. But oh, John,
0: ja don't know nothing. <laughs> that but hey. nah,
1: in the east, I gotta, uh, I got us facing off. I think the Bucks are going back to the finals. I don't think there's okay. nobody in the East that's you, gonna that can run. You think Bucks are going long. back to the finals? There's nobody think, in the East that that so has the experience to be So you think it's Bucks them, Warriors for sure?
0: End of the day. Okay. Well, everybody knows where I'm going with this, and from the East, the Celtics will be the Eastern Conference champions this year. Uh, no doubt about that. I mean. Tatum, uh, we need to get Rob Williams back. I will admit, we are. I a little, need him bad. Or Giannis
1: gonna go for forty a night.
0: We're a little damaged, but we get Rob Williams back in the second round. Nobody's stopping us. Um, West. All right, I'm torn. Here's the thing, Suns. I've been saying to the Suns actually for weeks, and and that record, man, sixty two and sixteen, that looks beautiful. I mean, it's hard to pick against that. That being said. Actually, I'ma go Celtics Suns. My sleeper is going to be the Grizzlies. That uh, because they're the most realistic out of out of all. Look at like there's seven games back, but that's a deceiving seven games. I'll I think. I mean,
1: I'm gonna go against the grain, man. I'm gonna go ahead and put all my chips to the table, and we're going all in. My dark horse is the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> And hear me out. <laughs>
0: That's washed.
1: Hear me out. The Brooklyn Nets, I mean, if you give them Kyrie for the whole season uh, and not just the part-time Kyrie, they're like definitely this. not in the play-in, See, when right? we start doing the theoretical— they're not, they're, not the, they're not in the play-in for sure. And There's no <laughs> way anybody else can tell me that they would be in Bro, the play Bro, LaBella right? might knock them out. It's very much possible. That's why these on my dark horse. But if you get them to the 8th seed— Okay, And we play the Miami Heat. I mean, you already expressed yourself. You don't really trust the Heat, right? No, I don't. So then, I'm just going to give you the full breakdown of how this would go. So then we would get the winner of Philly or Chicago.
0: Okay.
1: Hmm, Philly, that would be a tough matchup. I don't think they would be able to. I I don't think they could hang with Kyrie and, uh, and KD, though. So I think they would beat either Philly or Chicago. I don't trust Chicago at all. And then if we play the Celtics, I'm not worried about you guys. You know, I think KD drops thirty on Jason Tatum's head, and Kyrie drops That's another. That's kind of
0: funny because because Jason Tatum has literally schooled KD already once this this year. It's playoffs though, baby. I like uh, Jason Tatum's made it to Eastern Conference Finals. When's the last loss? Okay, when's Kevin Durant made it to? Remind me again. But without Steph Curry, okay, uh, he made it to the finals without
1: Curry. He got sweat, but he made it. With Russell Westbrook. I mean, we've seen what – LeBron can't even help that guy. So, I mean, got to put some respect on his name.
0: All right. One final transition for the audience. You know, we didn't really touch on NFL this episode, but groundbreaking news this past week out of the league office. So, we have the new overtime rule in the NFL that will allow um, both teams – to possess the ball in the playoffs, not the regular season in the playoffs. So, for example, um, this this past year, if the uh, the Bills and the Chiefs were to play again, the uh, Bills would get a chance to have the ball, even though the Chiefs scored. Uh, man,
1: that touchdown. rule is that rule is baloney. <laughs> Come out and play some defense. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go the traditional route on this one because at the end of the day, man. Who wants to, I mean, it's. I would have loved to see the Bills get another possession, but then what if it's one of those things where both teams just keep going back and forth and scoring? No, because,
0: team? look, it says if the game is tied after each team gets its shot, then it's sudden death. Oh, uh, okay. So that's how it ends.
1: Either way, I think it's still baloney. Play some defense or go home. Well,
0: you eventually will have to play well, some uh, defense. Play some defense the first time. It's home. impossible to – here's why it's so hard to play defense, I think, the first time because – Whoever gets the ball, their momentum just keeps continuing, and that's the problem. Stop them to a field goal. You can't do that. It's possible. But it's not. It because we're in such a passing league, you start getting those chunk plays, it's over.
1: Man, tell your DBs to cover up. That's my take on it. So
0: you think like there should have there just been no change there? Nope, they
1: should have kept it. And I'm sticking to it.
0: That that don't make no sense. It does even, make sense. Give Josh Allen a chance. If your
1: defense is as good as it's supposed to be in the Here's playoffs, the though, they are gonna step up to that occasion. Is, okay, that's gonna what make that's that's that when
0: people, people that's what people on the winning side say. But if their team were on the other side, then they're on the oh chase the overtime. See, road. but that's
1: the thing. Does this does this even get proposed if the Bills don't lose?
0: Well, yes, because then the Chiefs are on the You opposite. don't know if they say that. The Chiefs literally uh, did it a few years ago when the Patriots beat them. Remember, they proposed it, and then it got shut And that's down? the
1: thing. See, the Chiefs were happy when they did it, but then when they lost, nobody loves it. So, like I said, stand up and play some doggone defense. <laughs>
0: that, that There is no defense in the NFL anymore. <laughs> that's <laughs> the problem. But, y'all... That's going to wrap it up for another episode of Take Your Shot. Oh,
1: wait, and I'm not done yet. The Patriots made that week old little trade. You know, y'all got Devontae Parker. Shout out to y'all. He's better y'all than. still going to be at Devontae. He he's going to be better than division. Devontae Adams this year. That's and the best part about it. Devontae, you want to put a, a case of Gatorade on that? That he's better than I mean, we probably Adams. won't be in the newsroom this time next year to give it to each <laughs> other, but, you know, I'll drive up to your house. You don't live that far. <laughs> nah,
0: yeah, y'all. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Take Your Shot. We are um, weekly now, so you can tune in every week for the rest of the semester and hear Brandon give his shitty takes and me uh, you know, kind of clean it up a little bit with my amazing takes. But, you know, we're going to see you down the stretch. NBA playoffs, like we said, happening. We have a lot of big sports news to talk about. So uh, keep tuning in to us, and we'll see you next time. Yes, sir.